Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This is episode 298, and we're talking about how to celebrate Semana Santa in Spain. Uh, Semana Santa is Easter, isn't it? We're talking about Easter in Spain. It's Easter. Okay, it's Easter. But it isn't just Easter, because a lot of people, when they think of Easter, they think of a one-day holiday or maybe three or four days. But it's eight days here. It's Semana Santa. It's Holy Week. It's... It's Easter, but it's Easter plus. Easter plus, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like Easter to the max. I Super eight, Easter. Eight-day week. Yeah, it starts on a Sunday and it finishes on a Sunday. So it's they really, really do Easter here. They know how to do it and they do it. Smooth. Well, this week we are sitting recording with our brand new microphone, actually. So this is going to be uh, interesting in terms of sound. Yes, please let us know if you think the sound is better, if you think it's terrible, if you think we should throw our new microphone out the window or on the yeah, floor. Yeah, we, we, we did that with uh, the last microphone I bought. No, it wasn't that we threw it out the window. It's, it was the dogs chewed it. No, no, that was our, our uh, Zoom that we've been using happily oh, yeah. for many years. I bought an interim mic, and that was uh, terrible. We've had oh, to throw yes. away uh, quite a few recordings that we've done, and the mic went with it. That was It was very sad, because from what I could hear of what you recorded in Berlin, <laughs> it sounded like you had some really nice conversations. If only I could hear them over the, uh, the background noise and buzz of talking. Yeah, very poor audio compression. But anyway, we've been with some nice people this week as well. We're recording in Yoret Demar. I keep putting an L in there. It, it doesn't makes exist. Sense. Well, I mean, if, th- if you're thinking about the grammar of it, it could be either way. But, well, anyway. Anyway, Costa Brava in uh, just north of Barcelona in Spain. Yeah, we're here to attend the TEBEX conference, which is the Travel Blogger Exchange Conference. And it's wonderful being able to hang out with a whole bunch of our travel blogger friends and hear some really good quality uh, information in the sessions and eat delicious food, be in a beautiful location. Although, to be fair, I haven't seen much of Yoret de Mar. We arrived yesterday and we went straight to the conference. We were there all day and the same again today. So, yeah. Mm. Well, we'll have to head out tonight and uh, see some of the bars and... Uh, and the beach. I want to see the, the beach. beach, yes. Yeah. Beach by moonlight, definitely. It'll be lovely. Well, let's kick off talking about Semana Santa in Spain with the sound of chains. Tell Why are we listening to the sound of chains? Well, as we'll explain later in the podcast, one of the things that you really have to do when you come to, to Spain to celebrate Semana Santa is go to a procession. And the processions are the people who walk in the processions, quite a lot of them are penitents. So they are apologizing to God for their sins. And one way to show that you are really sad about what you've been doing is to punish yourself. So you can put some chains on your feet and walk barefoot. So that's what we're going to listen to now. So I think one of the first things you need to understand when you're thinking about Holy Week or Semana Santa in Spain is that it is a religious festival. In uh, a lot of other places in Europe, and certainly in English-speaking Europe and the English-speaking colonies uh, of Britain, the religious aspect has been really pulled out of Easter quite significantly, to the extent that several years ago when we were in London, people we were sitting with in, uh, in Hyde Park, it's so great to be out in the sun on a bank holiday weekend. What's, what's a bank holiday for? To which mm. the response was, I don't know, it's bank holiday. And yeah. uh, and that was, it was very sad. That was Easter week in uh, in the UK, 
And in Spain, you do not have the opportunity to misunderstand what's going on. Yes, it's definitely a religious holiday. So it's celebrating the death of Jesus, but uh, it starts on Palm Sunday, which is the Sunday before Easter. And then you also have Holy Monday, Holy Tuesday, Holy Wednesday, Holy Thursday, Holy Friday, and Holy Saturday. And then yeah, Resurrection Good Friday, Sunday. Sure, or is it they, not called they, Good Friday in Spanish? No, in Spanish it's called Holy Friday. Uh-huh. So they're, they're called Lunes Santo, Martes Santo, etc. So it's interesting because the names aren't the same. Uh, they're not directly translatable. And then Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. So that's obviously the big day, the big celebration. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you personally need to be religious to enjoy what's going on and to take part in what's going on. But you have to, like if you're anti, fervently anti-religion, I don't, I don't think you. you'll enjoy it. Yeah, because there's a lot of religious spectacle, um, like the penitents that we just heard that were... Uh, pulling their chains while walking bare feet over the road for, for hours, mm. right? Um, there in Alcala, there are closed cloisters that only open up one time a year for uh, for the monks or the nuns that live in there to kind of look out the window and see the outside world or take part in a procession. That's their, their one point of contact with the outside world for the year. And it's a completely different world, but I... I know and understand how that really frustrates some people. So if you are one of those people and you come to to Spain at this time, you're going to live in a constant culture shock. Yeah, it wouldn't be the time for you to visit. But if you are religious, then it can be a great time to get really involved. And if you're just kind of ambivalent, then you can enjoy the spectacle. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I love the, uh, the visual look mm. of what's going on. Uh, as well as the the scent of incense and uh, the the music and chant of, of everything that's going on. Yes, yeah, so our main thing to do when you come to Spain to celebrate Semana Santa is go and see a procession. It's the major event. So as I said, the celebration takes place over eight days, and some places will have a procession or two or three every single day of, of that week. Other places might just have one procession over the week, or a variety, you know, you might have three or four processions. So the processions generally leave from a church. Uh, there are penitents, so people dressed up. Um, they're often wearing conical hats that cover their faces, which I believe is where the Ku Klux Klan got their, their style from, But it's, which is a real pity because it's quite a striking style and the idea was for people to hide their identity and kind of uh, apologize to God and repent so it's it's quite a pity that this organisation has, has stolen the symmetry, but well, that's another another topic. And uh, so you've got the penitents who are apologising and repenting, and then quite often a statue or an image will be carried around, and uh, it's a huge statue on a really enormous platform that is carried by groups of people who are called costaleros, and they're usually well almost always men, and quite strong men. They practice almost all year. Yeah, you see uh, you see these groups. It takes anywhere between, I don't know, 20 and 30 people to yes. carry these. And so you'll see them practicing, walking around with a, a heavy wooden platform 
walking in lots, lockstep, you know, 10 people on either side is just piled high, piled high with weights. Yes. Uh, just to get Concrete used locks. to the, yeah, just to get used to the weight of, uh, of what they're carrying. And the rhythm of walking together. It's a really yeah, yeah. big community thing. And I think that's the great thing about the processions is that it really brings the community together. And uh, quite often during the processions, you'll be standing and watching them go past. And then after they've gone past, everyone who has been watching joins in the procession, Mm. which I think is quite nice. Yeah, I remember the first time this happened, we were in a small town whose name I cannot remember. If we uh, ever knew it. Yeah, if we ever knew it. When we were walking um, the Camino Frances back in 2008. Yes. And uh, we did not have any clue what was happening. We just saw people going past the the window all the time. We're like, ooh, we should go and find out what's happening. So we went and joined in in the, the freezing cold it was weather. so cold. But we were packed in amongst the entire population of the town. It must have been like three or 4,000 people just all out in the main street following behind the, uh, the priests and then the band and then the, uh, you know, the, the big images they're called here. Mm-hmm. Um being being manhandled by uh, by people. Well, manhandled gives the wrong image, right? It's a very stately, very solemn kind of walk. I and, think it's really uh, beautiful. Yeah. These people have been practicing all year. They're walking in step. They're doing this together. It's their form of penitence as well because it's really, really hard work. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and they walk for hours. And quite often the processions are very, very, very slow because these people have to stop for a rest every so often. And so I think it's quite amazing. Yeah. Shall we take the time now to listen to uh, some music that we recorded from one of the processions? Let's. Well, that's what it sounds like. What does Easter taste like? Oh, one of the good things about Easter is that it's it's a celebration for all the senses. Like you said earlier, you have incense, you have music, and you also have flavor. So it depends on where you are. I mean, we've been in three or four different places for Easter, and this year we discovered a new Easter treat, which is torrijas, and I'm very excited about them. <laughs> Go on then. What are torrijas? So torrijas, it's basically French toast, actually. It's not that exciting, but it's really delicious, and you can only get it at Easter. So they take day-old bread, they soak it in milk, then they soak it in egg, and then they fry it, and it's served with sugar and, and cinnamon. So just really good. I must have had it mm, eight or nine times, including at school, and I took you out for one. And Yeah, it's, it's nice. What do you think about it? Yeah, I was a fan when uh, when we first got it, I was like, I don't know what this is. It was just this kind of sludgy thing sitting mm-hmm. in a sludgy mess, but it was a delicious, delicious bit of sludge. And uh, other ones that we had, so that was one that you bought at the bakery and then mm-hmm. brought home. So it kind of sat for half a day yeah. in its little case by the time I got around to, uh, to trying it. But then when we're out at cafes and eating it on the go when it was freshly made, um, it didn't look so sludgy, but still tasted so delicious. So delicious. I was amazed. I am working at the moment in a local local school as part of my master's, and I'd, I'd never heard of it until I went for lunch, and there was this weird kind of bread pudding thing, and I ate it, and I was, I was a fan. 
And then when I was asking all my students about what I should do for Easter, the number one thing was eat torrijas. Uh-huh. So that's, that's typical high school kids, eh? Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> Dessert, dessert, dessert all dessert. the time. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. But it depends on where you are. For example, in other areas you might eat pestinos uh, or or various other other treats. So we can only talk about the one that we personally experience. Yeah, I mean, Spain's so regional. It's really kind of almost a dozen different cultural identities instead of one big overarching one. And so, yeah, lo- local food for local festivals that's right. So ask the locals what they eat. If you're staying in a hotel, ask yeah. the, um, the receptionist what the food is for Easter, and, and you're sure to be pointed in the right direction. Yeah, You just need to look out for local shops for local people. Yeah, yes. Bakeries <laughs> tend to be quite a good, good choice. Sorry, any, um, any non-Brits will not understand that joke, I, I fear. I know. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, no, League of Gentlemen. We recently <laughs> discovered this TV show, and we... But we just binged on it and watched quite a lot of it all at once. Yeah. And uh, it's a comedy show and there are some characters who... Have uh, a local shop for local people. Have a local shop for local people. I yeah. can't do the Welsh accent. No. No. But, uh, anyway, this is me uh, hallucinating a little bit at the end of uh, two days of a conference. We're quite tired <laughs> and we're about to go out for, for drinks with everyone else. So let's move on to be prepared for shops to be closed. Yeah, yeah. So... At the the top of the show, we said that Semana Santa, Easter time in Spain, is really religious. And as part of that, it means that shops are going to be shut. Some of them just for the compulsory days by law, but also because a lot of people take this time to, to spend time with their family and with their community commitments. And so they'll shut down their business for part or all of the week. Yeah, that's in addition to uh, the middle of the day closure. Quite a lot of shops in Spain are open in the morning until about one o'clock and then are closed until about five o'clock. It, it depends completely yeah, on the so, area. somewhere between one and five, depending on where you are. Yeah, they might, they might be closed for two hours, three hours. It really depends on where you are. So be prepared for shops to be shut at that time anyway, but then there might be even more closures. Although... This time being in Spain, I've noticed that there are a lot more supermarkets that are open uh, all day, so from yeah. 9 in the morning until 8 or 9 at night or even 10 at night, and even on Sundays. So that's changing as well. Yeah, definitely, and uh, I think that'll continue to change over time, but mm. especially if you're uh, not going to be in one of the, the largest cities in Spain, and I really mean kind of the top five to ten largest cities, you can expect a lot of things that would otherwise be open to be shut. So it's just something to keep in the back of your mind when you're kind of planning your travel on the fly like Mm -hmm. like we do. Uh, Sometimes when you expect to just be able to pop into a shop and pick something up, you won't be able to. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to say earlier about the processions that when you're deciding where to go to, Every place will have a procession. Almost mm. everywhere will have a procession. But it will be a very different experience. So if you want to go to a big city, there will be big, amazing processions, like Salamanca is a very good example. Mm. Almost the whole city comes out. There are multiple, multiple processions. But some of the best ones that we've enjoyed have been as we've been walking the Camino and we've just been in a town. One day we arrived on Easter Sunday at about midday. Uh, the bells were tolling for Mass, so we went to Mass and it was being run by two women because the priest was in charge of, I think, four or five different villages, and he couldn't be there that day. He was at a different village. And then after that, 
we joined the procession out of the church with the uh, with the statue. Craig had to go left with the men, and I went right with the women, and we walked around the church, and then we went down the the road for a while, and yeah. then turned around. It was, and then came back again. It was really I odd. We no had no idea. idea. I had no idea what was going on. We had no idea, but we just went with everyone. We left our bags in the church, and it was yeah. it was one of those magical moments. And that brings us nicely to point number five, which is walk in Camino. Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's no better time to be doing, uh, you know, what what is traditionally a Catholic pilgrimage than Catholicism's biggest holiday. Yes, and it's a good time of year as well. We've walked two Caminos to Santiago and, well, we've walked three, but two of them have gone over the Easter holiday. Mm. And it's been magical because we've been walking the Camino and we're going to a different town every day, which means we get to experience many different processions in different places. And, uh, yeah, as it is, well, a spiritual journey, uh, it seems appropriate to be involved in, in spiritual life and religious processions and things like that. Well, think about Caminos. We've got another one coming up. Yes, we are going to start traveling again sometime soon. Can you believe uh, it? In the, the next few months, Linda's uh, master's program wraps up and we're going to be hitting the road. One of the first things we have planned is a wine throwing festival. Yes, you heard that right. Red wine being thrown uh, so we're going to buy ourselves some cheap white clothes mm-hmm. and uh, go and uh, yeah, go and get them covered in red wine. That should be fun. And then we'll be uh, doing a kind of two to three week Camino. Haven't quite decided on the route yet. I think it's we're leaning towards the Primitivo. Yeah, it should be good. And uh, yeah, then then onwards and onwards and somewhere elsewards for uh, probably summer in Europe. And then uh, over to the Americas at Christmas time. So that's our rough plan so far. Uh, my plans over the next couple of weeks are a little bit more organised. I'll be going up to the Baltics for the first time in more than five years. I think it's seven. I think you're right. It was 2007 that we were there in summer. Yeah. So almost and, seven years. Uh, so this is Latvia, Lithuania and Estonia. Um, I'll be travelling with a, uh, a few blogger friends and a company called J-Way Travel. And it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be in the, the three capitals and also uh, at some other points of interest, smaller cities and uh, a little bit of time out in the countryside doing some bog walking and uh, going to see some yeah some stuff that isn't in the cities, which will be nice. Meanwhile, I'll be back in Alcalá de Henares, and I've just found out that I get to go on the school farm trip. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not quite sure what that's going to be like, but it's going to be three days away. Yeah. Uh, and with a few hundred Spanish children and yeah. you on a farm. So that's going to be wonderful. Yeah. I, I was told on Thursday that I was going on the farm trip, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure whether to be excited or kind of frustrated or terrified or terrified i would be terrified but i will let you know how my experience goes well the fridges started making some funny noises so i think that means it's time to uh, wrap up the show and go and find a drink so until next time travel well